welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. All right, welcome back. This is episode 43 of the Breaking Wax Podcast, and I have the Black Label King, Brandon, a.k.a. Bro Namath, with me today. He's our most uh, reoccurring. Uh, frequent. Yeah. Uh, frequent guest on the show um dude it's funny i was talking to little donnie when i was waiting for you and he's like dude what do you have going on because i got a, a new webcam on top of my laptop like yo it's my only fans don't tell your mom <laughs> he, he's just losing it he's like what what are you doing I was like, oh he's like you're about to do the podcast i'm like yeah well, brandon that's funny yeah it's uh i'm definitely a frequent flyer of miles beneficiary of the show but you know i enjoy it you and i talk anyway so might as well hop on and chat every once in a while yeah it felt like you're doing a media blitz last week or so Um, i know it felt like that right now i'm going on tour with you so let's keep it going you're uh with those other guys and then you're with the thick pod guys yep yep i I like jeremy and and, uh manny they're they're great yeah they're great people man i went to when Jeremy was in town in Tampa, I took him out and we did a couple things. And that was that was fun, man. Just get to kind of know him on a better level uh, than just, you know, through cards and more on right. a personal level. Great people. And there's so many great people in the hobby. You're, yourself and I, you know, being introduced years ago and the friendship that we've built. Right, right. No, they're, I, I told him the same thing. I was like, you guys are cool. I like you guys. I think we would uh, get along in real life also. So, yep. Um, was uh how was Jeremy? Did he eat anything when he was around you? Bro, that guy was picky. Oh my god, dude. We so <laughs> we went to my buddy's um wine bar and they do flatbreads there, like really like high-end flatbreads, like you know, no tomato prosciutto, sauce, prosciutto, like really nice uh flatbreads, <laughs> some tomato sauce. So he comes out. I order a prosciutto and white pie, right? And compliment the red wine that we're drinking. Right. Comes out, and I'm looking over this guy. He, he you could tell he's a big dude, like Jeremy's a big guy he's bigger than you and he sits down he's just like oh this looks great but i'll look over he's just like peeling off all the cheese I'm like bro what are you doing he's like oh i don't like cheese I'm like you could have said something when i sat down for <laughs> shoot to a pie you kidding me so la- last time they had me on their podcast i think it was when i was on theirs um they do the hobby nights thing you know mm-hmm. um somehow we just started getting into like all the stuff he doesn't eat and um and I'm I'm fascinated by adults that don't eat anything. Like it's not that they like don't like one or two things that like they don't eat anything. And he falls into that category of like very specific. Like, bro, I don't know if he told you, but like he said that he eats his steaks well done. I was like, what are you talking about? That's not a steak anymore. No, that's, that's my kill. No, or just be like, do you have beef jerky? Just put it on the plate and I'll eat that. Yeah, it's it, you take all the flavor out. He probably right. dips it in a one sauce. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm not, I was like, I don't want to make this like a thing, but I'm just I'm fascinated because uh, really good Coast Guard family friends. Well, they're really good friends, but like this, my buddy Scott and his wife Julie, when they were stationed in Virginia with us, they would come over all the time. Like, come over and watch football. Like, I would make all this food. And I never knew she was picky. So like they they ended up moving to Alabama, but like uh like the week before I found out like she doesn't like fried chicken, like does not eat fried chicken, which I was like, how is that even possible? And then like like to her spicy is like black pepper. Okay. So then I just I just had this vision in my head of like uh ten years of like them hanging hanging out with them. Like, what the hell did she eat for ten years? Because she didn't 
Yeah, and I was just yeah. like, I don't, I just, I don't know, whatever. Teach their own. I guess when you're an adult, you do whatever you want. I guess. Right? I mean, I I enjoy food, but there's definitely some food that I won't eat. You know. Yeah. Um, but I, for the most part, I'll try most of everything unless it smells bad. Then I won't try it. <laughs> yeah. So I I eat everything for the like. The only thing I choose not to eat is raw tomatoes unless it's like on a hamburger. I'll eat it on it. Like a cheeseburger, I don't mind the raw tomato, but I just, I don't know. It's a texture thing. But then some of the stuff I eat, you probably like, well, well you eat that, but you don't like tomatoes. So I don't like mayonnaise. I think mayonnaise is disgusting. See, well, I'm I'm Asian and Asians like mayonnaise. I like mayonnaise. So Mayonnaise is gross unless it's on a Cuban sandwich and I can barely taste it. Dude, you don't like French fries and, and mayonnaise? Uh, that sounds disgusting. That's the oh, worst thing you've ever represented to me. It's it's ketchup and French fries and nothing else unless there's cheese and chili on it. So like like I'm in the Philippines. Or right? I'm in the Philippines and we had like a, a team come in to do this training. And uh, one of the things in the Philippines is balut. You ever heard of it? No, but it's fish something, right? No. So it's a, a egg where the it's like close to hatching the chick and then they boil it so it's like an embryo egg oh so i was on a i was on a foreign ship one time and we were detaining it and uh and when that happens you're on the ship for like really long time like hours and i remember i was like hey you guys got anything to eat and they were like yes and they put some they put some on toast and i bit into it and i was like yo this is not something i want and i would appreciate if you'd have told me that's what it was before i ate it so that was like my one and done so this week the class had it as like a not a joke because uh people of the philippines they like it like people like it they love it they eat it you know some people don't it's like it's definitely an acquired taste but uh the class had it and they're just like hey are you gonna come try this i was like no nah, i already tried it and i don't like it so i'm good but they had what else did they have? They had like chicken intestines, like like fried chicken intestines, like with this barbecue sauce. See, that's was, that's it's not for me. This no, you know, but just, if, you if you didn't know what it was, you'd like it. I swear. Yeah, I know, but now the fact that you said it makes me realize that I don't want it. Yeah, but I, maybe I'll give it to you one day. And you won't know. I can uh, go on. I can go on my life without ever trying it and be all right. They had chicken feet. Wouldn't do that. I'd eat gator, frog legs. Yeah. We're all good. Yeah, all the Florida man stuff. Exactly. You're goddamn right. Get a man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I haven't since I've been here. I haven't really been keeping up with the card stuff at all. Man, I think sports have been kind of shellacked here and there. Man, I had a buddy of mine reach out earlier today. Um, a high end collector. He had sold a lot of stuff uh, on Golden over the past like two or three years. Like I think he was the one that had the Giannis gold prism that sold like two years ago for an astronomical amount, or was that the AD? It was one of the two. Um, and he was just like, yeah, bro, it's just, it's so down right now. Like all the sports stuff that I had, the high end stuff that he was into, like, you know, Luca prism blues and Anthony Davis RPAs and all this stuff that is just was highly sought after and was selling like hotcakes a year and a half, right. two years ago. It's just, it's just kind of, it's down, you know, and he's, he's still selling stuff. And he's like, well, I, I got to realize my losses. Like I had huge gains two, three years ago. And, um, you know, I have to take what's on the table right now because I, I want to cash out. I, he doesn't feel that the market and the high end, those particular cards are going to sustain. So he's just trying to capitalize now on what's available. 
yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of evening out for everybody, right? Um, unless you get stuff and move it and take your money and keep moving it, right? Like, and that's your game. So, uh, and I try to do that, but like, I get um, sentimental with things and hold on to them too long sometimes, but it is what it is. Like, yeah, you got to move stuff. And that's what, like, it's funny you say that. So, I still have an astronomical amount of Chumo Kiki Prism numbered stuff and autographs that I just, I never graded. And then it was like, it got so much that I was like, I'm not going to grade it. And then, so I just, for shits and giggles, I looked on eBay today, for instance, and there was Does a, he play anymore? He's like injured on and off. And uh, like, he was in the rotation, then got injured. And then like, he's injured now. But like, I saw a, a PSA 10 silver Prism. Uh, it, it was at, it was, it was at, it was at five dollars with. Uh, it was at five dollars with like I don't even know how much time to go, and I was like I don't think anyone's bidding on this. Ten, ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, five bucks. Oh my, bro, that's it's not even worth it to grade it. No, that that's that's one of those where you just you donate it to Goodwill and cut your losses. Like you, you send an HGA and get a cute sparkly slab, and then yeah, there you go, a tie dye slab, a tie dye slab, and try to sell it to. Uh, right. I have no idea. Someone asked me that the other day. He's like, is H even around? Like, I don't think so. I thought they had like the whole like scandal going on, like racism and then like cutting jobs. Like, I don't even know. Oh, that was with the uh they put the Hawaiian on the uh, label, right? Or was it something else? God, I can't remember. I it may have been something that was said in the chat. I don't I don't want to speak out of context. Stolen artwork or something. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember either. The stolen artwork in the back of your uh your your video there, yeah, beautiful yeah, hotel yeah. you're in, JW Marriott, five star. Who me? Yeah, this is my apartment. Yeah, it's a nice apartment. <laughs> I do all right sometimes. I do. All right. Yeah, I like that hoodie, by the way. Oh, it's just a, a cactus jack. Uh, yeah. I work out in it all the time. Yeah. That's what uh, it's funny because I grabbed these sneakers. Um, so this dude here in the Philippines, he. Like, there's a Nike store, like, across the street from here. There's a Jordan store with a full-court basketball court up, up top. Every every release day I go, and they're like, nope, no 13. They're already gone. Like, whoever, everyone's beating you to the 13. And they're like, and we don't have that many. So I'm like, okay. Well, there's a, China, a professional Chinese team here playing in the PBA, the Philippine Basketball Association. They stay here. And, like, some of the guys were like, oh, this dude – sells only size 12 and up so i i went to his page and sure enough he's the reason why i can't get any size 13s at the back and, door uh, loop oh 100 percent. because i was like yo it's your fault he's like no i don't wait in line i'm like you don't have to wait in line i know how yeah. this goes and uh, <laughs> anyways i got the lucas from when i was walking through the lobby and and one of the um, concierge was like oh everything is like sir here like sir don really like that hoodie and i was like i just work out in that and they're like you work out in that it's it's uh travis scott right and i'm like yeah but it's it's just a hoodie bro like i don't i don't know so i like you should have offered him your chuma kiki cards for the uh lebrons i should have you know i you know what's funny is that the uh at the pba game so like the coach here was australian um national team coach like he coached on the bronze medal so just in the lobby one day, I was like, yo, 
that was a good game the other day. He's like, oh, you went to the game. I was like, yeah, I love basketball. You guys are here. I'm here. So it like gives me something to cheer and support. And uh, so he was really cool. And uh, so he, he's been giving me tickets to the games. Their season just ended um, in a game seven for the championship. They lost. But uh, anyways, what I was getting at is there's this dude there with like a neon shirt. And they call him uh, the neon man. And like, <laughs> and he's. He's famous in the Philippines because he goes to the NBA games in the U.S. and sits courtside. You said the neon man, like a large, is he a large human? No, he's he's okay. a little Filipino dude, but uh, he was super cool. So he sat next to us one game, and, and he was, like, asking us, like, how we were sitting there or whatever. But then, like, the whole game, like, literally every every 30 seconds, someone would come up and take a picture. Of him. So finally, I was like, yo, man, what's the fucking deal? Like, why is everyone taking pictures with you? Like, are you famous or like what's going on? And he's like, I'm the neon man. <laughs> so, but like, so then he was like, What's your Instagram? I'll follow you. So I was like, Oh, okay. So then he he followed uh, me and my buddy Ken. And uh, but yeah, like he's famous for sitting courtside. And he was how like, many followers does he have on Instagram? I mean, it's a it's like uh here I got my phone. I think it's like uh, no, I gotta look this guy up. The neon is he be neon man or just neon man well i'll tell you it's nothing absurd i mean it's more than i have i think it's like uh what does he have oh shit Hold on. Uh, i found i think is a yellow shirt he wears no it's a different guy yeah neon man in action so he's got fourteen thousand followers okay he's a he's a super nice guy um super nice guy but uh he was like, he's he was telling us, he was like, you know, it's crazy because the Philippines news picked up on it and they just report like the craziest stuff that he paid five grand for courtside seats and this and that. And like what does this guy do? My gosh, I'm looking at him, he's all over the place. Real estate. He does real estate here. Like commercial real estate, I think is what he said. So the neon man. If anyone needs real estate in the Philippines, the neon man. We'll have your back. Neon yeah. in action. He's NBA cool, though. Super, NBA super fan, spreading happiness, more of posts on TikTok. He's a host. He's a speaker. Let's help each other out. He's a nice guy. And I, I have no idea where I was going with that. But uh, I think I, I'm know, gonna, I, I, get, I gave him a solid shout out. That's for sure. Yeah, that, that was a great advertisement. Like, you yeah. should do that for a living. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he said he wants to come on the podcast. So we'll see, I guess. Nice. That'd be cool. Well, yeah. let me ask you this, man. You always ask so many questions. Let me ask you, what are you doing right now in the card space, being as you're overseas? Well, um, I quit buying things that don't make sense to me anymore, right? So number one is quarterbacks. NFL quarterbacks make zero sense to me. I'm not interested in the least No party? No. If you're buying Purdy, you're stupid. I, like, I don't, I don't know how else to say that. Like, if you're a 49ers fan and you're buying Purdy – awesome um i wouldn't touch his stuff because what if trey lance comes back next year and he's strong what like and what are the 49ers gonna do you have no, no one has any idea right that's like that's like all the people that were so hyped on gardner Minshew, and there's still some people hyped on them but it's like what happened that next season right yeah but gardner was a little bit older how old's purdy He's not that old. I mean, he was Mr. Real Irrelevant. Not last. Was it? Yeah, last, it was year. last year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so dude, you got a you got a rookie contract there. I mean, you can get some value for Trey Lance if you want to trade him, or you could do a dual set 
type deal. Well, but I don't think they're going to trade Trey Lance. Like if if you're going to trade someone, you get rid of Purdy while he's hot, wouldn't you? And the, the contract small. Who's going to take Trey? Trey, take Lance? Trey Lance has a year or two years left on his contract, whereas Purdy has what three Probably. more. Does he have three? They locked him up for that long for a I would, I would assume they would do like four-year contract, right? Or three years, four years for a rookie contract. I have no idea, but I, I bet it's a year or two. Only because, Yeah, because he was last pick, so they don't really invest a lot of money in those True. guys. There's no guaranteed money. He, I mean, he's probably in a great position to renegotiate, if anything. True. Let me see what his contract is. Four years. Nice. Yeah, Purdy signed four years. $3.7 million contract. He has a really good agent then. <laughs> $3.7 million. Really Trey, good Trey Lance contract. Let's see. Four-year, $34 million contract. So his contract should be coming up soon. Yeah. That's not a bad contract, though. It's not terrible, but, I mean, this kid's, if, this, if this kid can perform in the playoffs – which he has, right? He already has. Yeah, I mean, the team was left. But let's see the next round. I mean, this game is going to tell everything. But if he can I mean, come out and have a decent game, I mean, shit, dude. I would get rid of Trey Lance. I would trade him and get something hot if I could. Right. Yeah, but I don't know. They're going to have an interesting problem, right? Like uh, Tra- Trade him to the Bucks. You would like that, wouldn't you? Wait, did Trask play last game or no? I don't know, bro. I have no faith in Trask. Why? I just don't have any faith in him. I mean, did you have any faith in Purdy before he's doing what he's doing? No, but Trask, I don't have really much faith in at all. Wasn't Trask picked in like the second round? Was it third, I think? Second or third. I, I like I Trask. I think he'll be Yeah, because you're a Florida guy. He made, well, some I... ter- he made some terrible decisions out of Florida. Ter- the guy has all the arm strength in the world, can zip a ball down. But he, he did great at Florida. He used to make terrible decisions in crunch time. He only, he only played the one year. He used to make terrible decisions in crunch time. You guys got slacked. I don't. I don't I actually think we had a great year with him. I think you're thinking of Anthony Richardson. No, I don't think so. Let me. I don't. I don't believe that. I think you're second. thinking of somebody else. Um, he he almost had like a Heisman year his senior year or junior year whenever he left. But uh, oh yeah. So back to what you're asking me while you look it up. So like for mm-hmm. me. Um, I'm not doing basketball either because it's so up and down. Um, I I'm just I'm I'm like I've gone back to just baseball, like baseball prospects I like for whatever reason. Like, and I've said it before, there's no like rhyme or reason to why I like the guys that do. Um, so just like to me, um, C.J. Abrams I think is a great buy. Like when you look at that rookie class of Wit Rodriguez, their prices are already set and high. Um, Abrams is low. Um, so if he comes back strong and has a good year with the Nationals, I think there's some money there to be made. But I, I like Abrams, too, as a prospect anyways. Um, I think I, I think his uh, – I just bought his Heritage Red Auto. I think it was like 140 Shut up. Yeah. $140 for his true – his Red Auto? Red Ink? Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? No. So, I mean, like, to me, uh, I mean, that seems like a no-brainer to me, but who am I to, you know, uh, just stuff like that. Just guys, you know, like, with Bowman, it's like. Yeah, dude, a- wow, he is cheap. Holy shit. 
So like the and that's what I was telling Rob because Rob was like, I got Abrams. He's on the Nationals now. Mike, sell me the Bowman first, then, and he hasn't given me a price yet. <laughs> he's got a um, bunch actually. He's got a shit ton. Yeah. Wow, that's Chris, cheap. Nice buy. Um, it might have been one fifty. I don't remember, but uh, but yeah. So like, I think Abrams is a good buy, but like you know. With with Bowman, when Bowman comes out like that, especially with Chrome and then Draft coming out, like you can always capitalize on the guys that were hot two weeks before Draft came out, you know. Um, yeah. And then if you just wait a little bit longer, then the prices still they come down even more because you know, like you got spring coming on, and some of those guys don't do anything in the spring, then they got all summer to just marinate and price drop. Like that was a uh, like in the group chat we were talking about earlier. Like Kendall was asking what he should do. What card did he have? What it was the uh, what is the one that he had that just BGS ten the blue, the uh, Elijah Green BGS ten, right? Blue auto. So, like, and he was asking in the group chat like if he should move it now or later. And I'm like, well, you either move it now or hope he gets hot. Yeah, move it later. But I I would move it now if you're gonna move anything. How much yeah. is that? Bobby Witt, Heritage, Red Auto, eight ninety nine OVO. That's crazy but to me. That actually seems cheap. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Wander Franco was like twenty five hundred dollars out the yeah. gate. Two yeah. G's out the gate. Yeah, I actually saw a blue Witt. I think they're selling for like two hundred or so, which I wouldn't mind picking up a blue. I really like those Heritage autos. But see, like Julio Rodriguez is more on par with Wander, like. Is right now it's twenty five hundred dollars OBO, right? People Which makes sleeping. sense. I, I think people are sleeping on Wit. He had a phenomenal year. Yeah, I mean that has to be what it is because his Julio Rodriguez, um, his base autos are going for like six hundred bucks, six fifty right. Heritage, which yeah. is where Wander was at when it released. I wonder if any of those Reds have sold of Wit. I wonder if you could offer that dude five hundred bucks and he'll take it. I just Probably. looked and that I just looked and there was no sales. That was the only one listed too. You should totally get it. My birthday's in May. <laughs> dude, how about the national man? So you're coming? Yeah, that's the plan. I think um I'm pretty sure I mean I know Lucia's working right now. She's definitely not watching this. So it's uh what time is it there for you? Eleven thirty? Eleven thirty. It's 1230 at night here. So Lucia is supposed to come out here for a decent amount of time. I think I'm going to take her to Bali and then some of the other islands here. So if I want to go to Chicago for a couple of days, I, sh I mean, in my mind, I should be good, right? She's going to hear this and think something totally different, but I think I'm good. That, that'd be fun to the vacation around there. Yeah, it should be good. It should be really good. What, uh, what's new with you? Just work and cards and everything else. You know, like right now it's kind of a, a downtime. There's no releases that I'm looking at. You know, I did the, the One Piece Romance Dawn. Set 2 comes out here in, I think, late February, yeah. I believe. And then there's a release over in Japan coming out that I told you about uh, the other day. Yeah. That's Bandai is coming out with this TCG that has um i'm gonna find the exact name for you guys that has a bunch of animes combined into one tcg it's called union arena 
is what it's called. It's going to have a bunch of stuff. So it's going to have Jujutsu Kaisen. It's going to have My Hero. It's going to have Demon Slayer, um, among a bunch of other animes as well. So it's going to have a good collector base. The, the only thing that does suck is that it's not going to release in English in the U.S. because My Hero is under a different license here in the U.S. So they won't be able to do that. However, they'll, I'm sure, do a really big push on it. So each set that comes out is going to have like Demon Slayer, then it's going to be Jujutsu Kaisen, My Hero, and you can build your deck. So you can have a Jujutsu Kaisen deck playing against a My Hero deck. But your deck has to be specific to the anime to combat other different animes in the mm. TCG plane. So it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to open up a real collector base um, playability-wise, but obviously like just the artwork and being Bandai licensed product, the true collector is going to want you know these pieces. Will there be numbered cards too, or you don't know yet? I don't know, man. They're starting to get into that. Um, you know, Dragon Ball just recently did one, a serialized Goku for a, a national tournament uh, prizing. There was uh, another one uh, that was inserted in My Hero in the English sets. There were chrome cards limited to 100 each. So there were five different cards, so 500 total serial numbered cards randomly inserted. Uh, and those go for a pretty penny. But they're starting to do the concept. It's starting to happen in TCG, which right. I think will be pretty healthy to have, too, because those should be randomized. Uh, whereas if you buy a case, you can get case odds of like just like baseball or basketball, football, where you get two secret rares, which is what everyone's chasing in Dragon Ball, just to, to compare. But if you had a chance at a, a serial numbered card in there as well, I mean, it'd be a lot more ripping from collectors. Did you guys um, move all those? Uh, see, this is like this is so bad, and I know that his name, but the uh, the draft guy you guys are chasing, the Orioles kid. Oh, Jackson Holiday. Yeah, did you guys move all that stuff, or did you grade it? I so we had the red auto that Rob and I hit, and we came to we had a couple good offers, but Rob wanted to keep it because Rob loves prospecting, so he bought my share out. Ah. Now, now he's going to grade it and hope the kid does well. But we sent out some to, to get graded, and we sold some as well. Right, you guys. I mean, that one break. Who was that with? Uh, bargain breaks. Is that the New York guys? No, I don't think that he's New York. Uh, Rob breaks with him pretty frequently. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's not. Uh, let me see here. What is this? Just so I can get it correctly, it's bargain box breaks. Is what it is. He had some heat too. If you look at his Instagram, there's some crazy heat he's hit over the years. I mean, but you guys hit a couple autos, right? Of Jackson. Yeah, that was that was a three case break. We hit a base auto, we hit an aqua auto, we hit a blue wave auto, and then we hit that red wave auto. It's crazy. Yeah, best return I had because I got smoked in the my personal cases that I did. Is that who you're – were you chasing him or were you ch chasing Green? I was chasing him, yeah. I did a bunch of case breaks with him, uh, case breaks with Jackson, but, you know, got smoked on a lot of it. What's – what's uh, did you ask Fuddy what he thinks of Holiday? Um, he said that uh, – talking to a couple of his buddies that Holiday is definitely going to be pro-ready 100%. Um, Zach Nito was another one that was mentioned that's going to be – has a chance to be a really good player. So holidays like Bobby Witt, basically same pedigree. Dad played in the pros. Yeah, he's ready. He's ready to go. Yeah, he's ready to rock. Yeah, 
Damn. probably a little bit better at the plate discipline wise because they really? kept talking. Yeah. They kept talking about how he came into uh spring last year, whatever the hell it was that he was playing in like the minors. And when he came in, his, his walk ratio was unreal for someone who hadn't seen any major pitching yet. Right. Well, besides his dad being a Cy Young winner, right? Yeah. I think his dad was a Cy Young winner. So not bad. Go out in the back. Yeah. Dad, throw me some balls. Yeah. Just yeah. whizzing by you your whole life. He's just fucking smoking you and telling you to sit down. Like, that would, that would suck. To the point where he's at now, he's just an absolute monster at the plate. He's right. like, oh, my dad, I've, I've seen faster. I've hit yeah. harder. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Like, yeah. Did he? Because he went straight from high school, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, the old man throws way harder than you do. Like, uh, that'd be a great way to talk shit. I'd be walking through the plate like, you got nothing on my dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my god! What? Oh, so circle back though, because you mentioned anime. So like, Demon Slayer, go! It's changed my life, dude. I was just, <laughs> like, so like I was talking to little Donnie right before this, and like I sent you the list he sent me, right? The massive mm-hmm. list of anime to watch, and like I'm like, yo, what should I watch next? Because I was like, I started One Piece this morning, but I was like, there's so many episodes. You can skip a lot in One Piece. Well, he was like, Naruto's the same. And I was like, well, what should I watch next? I'm like, I really like Demon Slayer. So, like, something similar, you know? He was saying Chain- Chainsaw Man. Have you watched that one? Yeah, that's dope. It just came out. Yeah, he was like, it's- he was like, you like that one. He was like, watch that one until uh, the next season of Demon Slayer comes out. So, Well, you can, you should also watch Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. That one's epic, too, bro. If you like Demon Slayer, you're going to really like Jujutsu Kaisen. Dude, and that's it's so funny because like Donnie was like, as I was like, yeah, Brandon was telling me to watch Demon Slayer, so I watched it all, and he was like, Dad, I I I told you that a long time ago, and I'm like, I know, I'm aware, I just yeah, but now you have the time, right, 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 right. So, dude, it was so good. Like, I was trying to tell my wife how good it. I'm like, I was like, listen, I know it's a cartoon, but like, it's a good show. Like, hey, calm down with the cartoon talk. It's an anime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cartoon. We're watching Gabba Gabba. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Well, you're watching you Gabba Gabba, not me. <laughs> uh, I got so much crazy stuff on my TV. Uh, but yeah, dude, Demon Slayer is epic. If anyone hasn't watched Demon Slayer or just trying to get into anime, Demon Slayer is only two seasons long. You could probably finish it in easily a month or become dedicated to really enjoying it. Probably a couple weeks. It's that good. I watched it, I think, over two weeks, basically. So yeah, a lot of it when I'm doing cardio, but yeah, yeah. It's, it, anime to me is the best cardio watch that you can do on the treadmill, without a doubt. A hundred percent. Damn, it was man, it was so good. Like, uh, so all right, so let me uh, let me ask you if you know this already. So like, you know when they're doing like uh their breathing techniques right and it's like mm-hmm. water form or whatever you know there, there's that there's not like actually water going on right it's just the technique correct okay yeah because donnie was like telling me like i don't remember if he said like the first time he realized that or his girlfriend and he was i was like yeah but i was like when you watch uh the guy with the boar head i'm like when he does it they don't have all the extra animation because it's a technique and he was like, "Oh, so you knew that?" I was like, "Well, yeah, I picked up on it." So, yep. But yeah, the dude. And, with the and, and, and realistically, the techniques are almost genetic, right? 
you either have yeah. the ability to do certain technique, like the fire technique, because only of that yeah. clan or that bloodline can do the fire technique. Right. It's like it's like a cult, like your tribe or your you know mm. the people you roll with or whatever. Like so, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, so one of the guys here mentioned that there's this lady in her 90s that tattoos up in the mountains, right? And that you can go there, but it's like a all day trip. Like it's like, like this. Hours. Yeah. Yeah. So she's the last person in her tribe that does that. Like you, you got to go up there. I'm going. So, yeah, so right. this, this is the thing is like, we thought the lady's 90. She's 105 years old. Dude, you got to go up there and get your a teardrop. She's the last person in her tribe. She never had kids. So uh, it's like with like a thorn and like this ink that she makes. And uh, so it's 12 hours from here. I'm doing this, by the way. Lucia thinks that my wife thinks I'm crazy. So it's 12 hours from here. When you get there, you have to hire someone to uh, take you up the mountain, um, a guide. And then uh, and then you have to, like, bring her, like, a gift, whether it's, like, medicine, food or whatever, on top of paying for the tattoo. But she's so old, she only does, like, her signature now, which is, like, three dots. And then, and then her grandniece is, like, her apprentice. So, like, if you want to get, like, a traditional, like, tr- whatever the tribal is, you can. But... I was telling Lucia, I was like, no, I just want to get the three dots. I'm good with that. How, how big is the three dots? They're not big. So you literally go up there just to get like three ink drops? Kind of. There's a little more to it because it's like, I guess she really like jabs it in there, but like you can look her up. Like it's, it's crazy. I was like, I'm 100% doing this. So I, I don't understand. I thought you were going to get like a design. You're just getting three dots. Dude, I just, I just want to be a part of it and take in the experience, you know? Like, when am I ever going to be here again? Never. Like, this, it's been awesome. I, I like, get that. You need three dots. But uh, we'll see. When I get up there, we'll, I'll see what... See, now you're influencing me to do more, and I don't know if I want to do more. <laughs> but you got, I'm just trying to understand what three dots... It's just her, dude. She's 105 years old. So to do 105 dots. When so in their in their tribe in the mountains. What's this lady's name? Uh, here I got bullshit. It's uh, hold on, I'm gonna butcher it bad. Um, but so as I'm looking this up, so originally in the tribe, the men would get the tattoos only if they've like killed somebody like in battle, like warriors would get tattooed. And that was like the sign of like, you did your thing. So now you can get tattooed. All right. So All three, right. three dogs tattoo represents me Vida Loca, which translates to my crazy life. It often no, means I'm just telling you what the three dots anywhere else in the world means to other people. It not, often means it, sure, it often means the struggles of the unprivileged or underprivileged in the minorities. It's a way of saying my life is crazy, but I'm thankful for it. Or my life may be crazy, but I'm still here. So look up her name's Wang, W H A N G, and then space O D. O D E. No E, just O D. Oh, Wang Og. Yeah. Oh, she got a ratchet hand. Look at that. She's 105. Look at that. Her hand has ink all over it. Oh, so yeah. So that's what I was saying. So, but in the tribe, 
uh, women would get fully tattooed as like it's, it was like a uh, a sign of beauty, like a, it was like symbolism. It's like what they did, right? Like you're a woman, you get fully tatted. So I think I think the story is her dad did that, like. But you she's know, a you're, you're traveling to do this right here. Looks like Charlie Brown with a third eye. <laughs> don't don't demotivate me for it actually it looks like a spider. Look at it. The mouth of a spider and the eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so living legend. I'm down. That is cool though. I mean the, the traveling, there she is. Yeah. It'll be a good story. Kind of looks like an Encanto. It's kind of like an Encanto story. Well, so you know, the Spanish ruled here for years, and that's why Filipinos mm-hmm. have like uh Hispanic names and words. But uh yeah, I've been just trying to immerse myself in the culture and things around here. Oh man, look at that. That looks yeah. wicked. Yeah, gnarly. Lucille's like you Lucille, you go, she's like, You're gonna go on a twenty four hour trip and get skin poisoning and get sick. I'm like, Why you be so <laughs> She's so right. I'd say the same shit. <laughs> she was like, You're gonna get HIV. I was like, I'm not getting HIV, chill out. No, she probably burns the shit out of those little needles before she uses them. It's not even a needle, it's a uh, thorn. Yeah, I'm sure she's probably yeah got that thing lit to fire. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so you got to pay a guy to go up there, and then like it's it's I think it's only a mile up the mountain, but like once you get there, like you got to kind of stay the night, and then I guess there's like an all day line to like people travel there to see her. So this is going to be like a three or four day journey to get these three dots. So this, what you're saying is, will be the most expensive tattoo of your life. No, here, five minutes. No, here's the crazy part, right? So um, I have a car and driver, right? Humble brag. But uh, um, he was like, he was like, I've never been there. I'll take you. Because he was like, I, I, I've never been there. But if you tell me you want to go, I have to take you. But he was like, I want to go there. And then he was like, do you care if I bring my daughter? I was like, no, man, bring your daughter. Like, he was like, I, he was like, I heard it's beautiful. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And uh but yeah, so you got to stay up there. But like the the places you stay up there, it's only three hundred pesos, and then right now it's fifty fifty five pesos is one U.S. dollar. That's cheap. Six bucks, and then her to tattoo you is one hundred fifty pesos. Yeah, it's cheap. That's a dollar. What is that? Three bucks. So it will end up being the longest time to get a tattoo. Here, Here's the crazy part, right? Because of the roads and traffic here, it's a 12-hour car ride. How many miles do you think? How many miles away do you think it is? This is going to blow your mind. How, how long is the drive? 12 hours. Just to get to the, to the 100, 120 miles. 180. That was Damn, a good guess. That was good. You're, no, was you're good. right. <laughs> good. 12 hours, though? Well, why can't you just call in the bird? So that that's the other thing is my buddy was like, well, I'm sure we can just fly there, dude. No, the closest airport's on the other side of the mountain, and you'd still yeah, yeah. But you're you're like you have access to you know a Blackhawk. Just hop no. the Blackhawk down I'm and go over there, Blackhawk, and just fly over there in your stealth helicopter and become first in line because you just pulled up like a boss, like Elon Musk pulls up anywhere he goes. I don't have access to a helicopter. 
I don't believe that. I know you have to say that for the podcast, but I don't believe that. I don't. I don't have access to a helicopter or planes. Nothing. I think. I think you have access to whatever you want. You can call up Tom Cruise and get into a pilot right now, like he did in the movie. He's a savage. Yeah, hundred percent. He's crazy, but whatever. That guy's the man. You know, speaking of Tom Cruise, like I was in D.C. once. I came out of the train, and uh, all these Scientology people were there, but they wouldn't talk to me. It was really weird. I was like. I was asking them, I wouldn't say obnoxious questions. I was just curious, you know? And I'm like, I've never met anyone. Just like the first time I met a Mormon, I was just, I was curious. Massive, massive holdings of Scientology in Clearwater, Florida. Well, if anybody's listening to this, they want to come on and explain it to me. I would love that. So Clearwater, Florida, that's, I think, where their headquarters is located, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, and they've, they've purchased up so much real estate in downtown Clearwater by the water that they had to make a new tax levy against real estate being purchased down there because they bought so much and have turned everything into Scientology places. Like, remember that Tom Cruise movie with Nicole Kidman uh, where they have the mask on or whatever? Shut Out or whatever it's called? Eyes Wide Shut or something? Yeah, Eyes Wide Shut, yeah. Is that Scientology? I don't know. I don't. I can't remember that movie. The movie came out when I was young. But dude, he but Cruz had a house over here, or has a house over here. Travolta does too. Travolta in has a house, huh? In your neighborhood? No, 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 no. Not where I live in the congested city of South Tampa. They're living out on like Odessa, Lutz, with a lot of land. Um, but yeah, they. I mean, they're they're close over there, dude. Travolta's got a few places in Florida. He's got a place over by my parents. He has a place. I saw the other day his a community with everyone has planes. Have you seen yeah. that? Yeah, that's sick. I think, I think like Jay Leno's in there too, or something, right? I'm sure, dude. Some, some of those people. Someday, someday. Never not. for me. I don't want to get one of those little prop planes. It's not for me. No, dude. No, the prop planes are no. The, the little tiny, jets, tiny helicopters are no. Have you ever been in a helicopter? No, I like to live my life safely. So here, here's the thing: like the helicopter Kobe is in, those are insane. Like those are safe, right? That was a pilot error, right? That's different than like you ever see those little helicopters, right? Yeah, the ones that fucking assholes pay tourists to go right. on. Those that, little, just a little bubble. You. Those don't feel like they should fly, and you can feel the air coming in and around you the whole time. Nope, it's not, not cool. Dude, it's you not saw, cool. Did I see the uh, the Instagram link where that helicopters collided over in Australia? Yes, where the late where the person was like, "Watch like, out!" Dude, what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah. No, but that was oh, was it last year? I had to do that helo over that site, and like, um, it was one of those small ones. And this is before I had my knee surgery, so I couldn't bend my knee to get in the freaking helicopter. And I was just hanging out of it the entire time. It was just my seatbelt. I was like, no, that is terrifying. Yeah, I did not like it. I don't like helicopters at all. I ask my dad all the time, like, how did you fly those things? And then, like, in a war, like, no thanks. Did he fly those or jets? He flew helicopters. Helicopter? Yeah, so my dad was an Army uh, test pilot, helicopter test pilot. Sounds like a nightmare. It sounds terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, no thanks. It oh, sounds te- like a real, like, like the helicopter version of Tom Cruise in right. uh, Maverick. You test helicopters for the army. I'm sure there's a, uh, oh man, I was about to say something horrible. 
God, I, you can't even eject out of a helicopter, can you? No. You're going down with that sucker. There's no ejecting. <laughs> There's nowhere to go, dude. You're trapped. And then it spins out of control if it does go down. Right. And that's crazy as they teach like survival techniques, but like, what, I mean, what is it going to do? I mean, I would imagine because it spins faster than a plane would when it's going down, right? Because it yeah. had the propelling from it before. Right. So your G's uh, would probably get nuts. Force, centrifugal force. Yeah. You'd probably end up passing out, anyways, unless you had techniques like you're trained to have, I guess. What a. So I, I will watch your podcast with uh, Jeremy and, and Manny, but like on, when you're on the Luca Tigers, what'd you guys talk about? Because theirs is like very focused on. That actually, no, that was a really, that was a really cool um, segment. It was, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't with them directly at all, actually. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have either one of them in there. God, I don't want to slaughter his name. Hold on. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about because he hit me up too. Um, yeah, um, I'm drawing a blank, man. I, and I apologize if you listen to this. That is not my intentions, my friend. Okay. <laughs> I got you. I'm looking it up now. Oh, I don't. Man. I want to say Derek, but I know it's not Derek. Dennis. Zender. Dennis. It is Dennis. Zender. Yeah, sorry, Dennis. Um, Dennis did a great job. What he was tasked to do with Luca is do a collector segment with different collectors uh in the hobby so it was more him and i going back he's a really great guy by the way he comes from banking world banking background really successful just kind of doing this the same way that you're doing it just kind of you know have fun with it and it it was a great segment we talked about a bunch of different topics and got to show him some of my collection pieces that i have and and discuss into depth on those pieces so i you would like it it, it was good. Yeah, he 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 said those things to me in the message, and I wasn't sure who he was, you know. But I was like, yeah, I'm I'm down, man. I was like, I don't. I was like, it's kind of a weird place to be as far as my uh, collection goes because it's like really fluid right now. Um, I mean, I have all the TCG stuff from you mostly, um, and then like a bunch of baseball. But like, I guess for me, the stuff I'm keeping is like mostly just stuff for me. Yeah, so, nothing that's like. I'm keeping this, hoping this guy blows up. I mean, the Abram stuff, I guess, but like, you know, I got some wit stuff, some crew stuff, but nothing crazy. I don't think. Um, I recently, great dude, BGS has been slaughtering me. Yeah, I know you told me. Slaughtering me in sports cards. Like, it's so bad. Not, like, I haven't gotten a single 9.5 in the last three orders. Um, a single 9.5? Are you blind? No, I'm not. Which, which maybe I am, and maybe I did send that Benny Montgomery split in half the PSA. No, I didn't fucking send that card like that. I don't know, man. I'm starting to really question. You are getting older. You're what now? 48? No, my PSA um, stuff is great. What'd you say, 48, fucker? <laughs> I just turned 40. You're not far behind. 35, baby. 35. No, I, okay. You're 35, and you got little ones. Yeah, I know that sucks. I know. Hey, listen, I, I I love my kids though. I love my kids. Wouldn't change anything. Disclaimer. However, disclaimer. The, disclaimer. I would yeah. do it again. I would just try to do it a little earlier, maybe like dawn, and have them at like sixteen. Dude, I I love my kids. <laughs> no, but there's a flip side to everything, you know. Like, yeah. Uh, 
I think I was just telling you my buddy Matt, like he's older than me and uh he's like a movie director, his wife's a doctor, like he has his kids are younger than yours and he's like, Yeah, he's like, I'm a little older, whatever. And he's like, I wish we could have had the kids younger. I'm like, dude, but like, look what you offer them, man. Like, you offer your kids the world. Like, you can take them anywhere, do anything. Like, that's amazing. Like, I I wouldn't change anything how Lucy and I did it, but like, just those opportunities. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, there's 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 something to be said though about that struggle though too. That maybe yeah. brings you a little closer together as a family unit. Um, and I'm not saying like poverty level struggling, but like you know, hey, listen, we have to value this Disney trip more than we would if we could afford it more routinely things like right. that you know you kind of think right. of as a parent because you don't want to spoil your kids either i right. mean granted i had my kids later on in life where i was able to do some more things with them than i would have if i would have had them 10 years ago right so yeah time means everything i think it has to be a balance there you know what i mean um so yeah but i think for like lucy and i like we went from a place of like uh, like, do we put money in savings or to like, do we take the kids bowling and like get pizza on a Friday night? Right. And I've always been like, money comes and goes, I'll figure it out. Like, let's, let's do the experiences with the kids, like whatever we can afford. That's what we'll do with the kids. And like, but then when, when a little money came our way, then we were just like, nah, we're not holding back. Like we're, whatever the kids want to do, or we want to do, we're going to just do it with them. And then I think it's fine. I mean, they're okay. They're not criminals or anything, so I'm I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, mm. I don't Yet. think. They are. Well, yeah, you never know, I guess. But I was trying I mean, to talk. Do, 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 do you see? Um, I haven't really been following. My wife has, because she's a psychopath. But you see the uh, the guy that murdered those those kids at college. So I, you know, it's funny is that popped up in like a news article today, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to like so. I don't think you and I have ever talked about this. So when people do things like that or like, like remember that guy that went to movie theater during Batman movie and like shot up the place. Like I get hyper focused on like, I want to know the why. Okay. Like, but see, that's what makes you a fucking weirdo because <laughs> this guy was also the why guy. Right. He was going to school, I think for criminal justice or whatever it was. And when he was interviewing people in prison, that were serving life behind bars or had, you know, had these atrocities that had committed, he would ask him, well, why'd you do it? What kind of sensation did you get out of doing it? How do you think you're going to get away from it? No, but he was asking all these questions while in school. Right. So like if you're number one, so the why is is Jeffrey Dahmer, by the way, just to give you guys a heads up, be careful. So so the the why is okay. Right. Um, And my why is totally different than that. But the why and the like, how are you going to replace that sensation? That's a red flag. And that someone should have been like, why do you care so much about the sensation and how they're going to repeat that? Right. So I was, if, I, if I was, if I was observing him interviewing, I'd be like, yo, this kid's got issues. What is going on here? But that's, that's just 20 years of interviewing people. You know what I mean? Like, so it's a little yeah, different. But on the flip side, there could have been, you know, this whole group of, oh, well, he's asking these leading questions because he wants to understand that the mind of a serial killer to be able to track them down. Like, you know what I mean? Like this. Yeah. Knows. There could be. So my why, my why is, is I don't understand for me. Like I, I don't understand the, the need to hurt other people. If you're ultimately you're going to hurt yourself. Right. Like, like number one, like, like, 
I don't like, I feel bad for anyone that goes down that road and like wants to take their own life. But like, if that's the road you've crossed, then fine. Like you don't need to take other people with you that aren't asking for it. Right. Yeah. The worst are the, the worst are the, the kids ones and the wives ones. I hate those. those right. But, right. And that's, where, and that's where I'm just like, I don't, that's the part I don't understand is like, yo, why just leave them out of it. You know what I mean? Like, bro, I, I saw a really interesting thing the other day on Instagram. It was a euthanasia roller coaster. Have you seen that? Uh, uh-uh. So they had built this euthanasia roller coaster that has like six just gnarly drops and ends up hitting like 10 or 15 G's, something crazy that's going to automatically kill you. Like the blood's going to rush to your head. You have no training, yada, yada, yada. Like you're going to die 100%. And when you go up on this roller coaster, yeah, this crazy person designed it. I have to find it. You go up this roller coaster that says a seating like six people, five people, whatever it is. Everyone has to click on the roller coaster, proceed forward in order for it to go through with the whole plan because it goes straight up like this. And once you get to the very top, it says, all right, click the button if you already proceed forward. Everyone has, if one person clicks no, then it comes back down, lets that person off, and then goes back up. But people die for real? Yes. I don't know if it's been like executed. I got to find it. But you're saying people die though, like it's a hundred percent. Yeah, they call it useless major. Yeah, remember that guy? Who's that guy that was helping people like um, commit suicide? Uh, God, what a horrible topic. Anyways, all right, here it is. All right, it's a hypo- it's a hypothetical. Okay. Coaster designed by a euthanasia device to kill its passengers. The concept was conceived in 2010 and made into scale model by Lithuanian artists. Johannes Urbanus with a PhD candidate at Royal College of Art in London. So they actually made a big scale of it. Yeah, there's a whole, like, here, look, this is, I gotta make me pull up what the roller coaster looks like. You know what I hate whenever? Let's see. Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's nuts. I saw it. I was like, holy crap. I hate roller coasters to begin with. I used to like them when I was younger, but now I feel like I am going to die. So this is. I don't mind them. Uh, like the ones at Universal and Islands of Adventure are cool. But I've ridden them before. Yeah, no thanks. I'm not riding. <laughs> Look at that. Like that's not even fun. Like I don't. That's another. Oh, you're dying. <laughs> what do you mean it's not fun? No, yeah, you're gonna die. I don't understand shit like that. No thanks. Dude, isn't that insane? Yeah. Like no so. Way. Look, this is this is the scaling. Uh, where they the first, this is the first drop. Yeah, where, then, do, where are they as building? It, as, as it gets faster, it's smaller, and that's when you're just toast. Yeah, because of the force of just yeah. the small. Yeah, where, where's that in Russia? Lithuania. Well, I don't know where that is. Is it close? It's. I think it's where the Avengers fought. Uh. <laughs> 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 Oh shit! Jesus. Anything else you want to touch on, man? You can sleep, man. You're. It's in Europe, by the way. It's a country in Europe. Uh, I mean, I know, I knew that much. Lithuania. Jesus, give me some credit over here. At least I didn't say it's an Avengers movie. It, no, it, it, it's based off of it. 
Oh, what do you what do you uh what what's your top five NBA? I think we've talked about this before, but I just thought it was interesting. Someone was asking them one of the my five. top five NBA. Oh my gosh, really? We got to go there on the end of this, huh? Well, just because like I'm 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 always perplexed that uh, that people hate LeBron. Like I just don't I don't get the hate for LeBron at all. Like it, it's the hate. It's it's so crazy as a LeBron fan. Mm-hmm. to see how much Jordan fans love to hate LeBron. Well, I'm it a Jordan blows. fan. I know, but like the diehard Jordan fans love to hate LeBron. Yeah. But 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 the thing that, that gets me about it is that it's always for things that have nothing to do with basketball. Yes. Yeah, it's all the off-court stuff. Yeah, I know. And like you have to be able to separate it. Like, listen, I may not align with him politically that's my two cents of how i feel but it doesn't mean that i'm going to to not like him or appreciate him as a basketball player like you need to learn how to separate politics religion whatever it may be from real life socialization like get out of i mean that's ridiculous dude he's i i was looking the other day like he's in so many like the top 10 in so many statistics it's ridiculous that's nuts dude so you asked me lebron 1a jordan 1b yeah i think i think they both have a lot to offer accolades wise right everyone that's a jordan fan let's talk about oh he's never lost he went six and six yada yada that's great all right and then the flip side that you look at lebron okay he went to how many with how many different coaches on how many different teams Right. right, so you still have to speak and attest to that. He did not have the greatest coach of all time coach him. Did right, it. Jordan did. Jordan couldn't right. win without the greatest coach of all time. Kobe couldn't win with the greatest coach of all time. So, like, there's certain arguments you can go back and forth, and that's what makes sports sports. Right, everyone can argue back and forth all the time about what they think of and what blah blah blah. Well, if he played this era, this era, blah blah. I don't get caught up with that. It's one A, one B. I'll give Jordan that. Then to me, it's going to be. Kareem, Magic, and Russell, probably. Bill Russell? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, for me, so I was with you for a long time, but I was just 1A Jordan, 1B LeBron. I'm, I, I'm, I, I got him even right now. And I, I personally think that, um, once he eclipses Kareem, and we'll see where the rest of his career goes. But he's going to surpass Jordan. But for now, it's so those are my top two. And then um, for me, it's Shaq number three. It's always Shaq number three for me. Um, and then like like you said, Kareem. And then that last spot, like it could be a toss up between Walt, Bill Russell, or Duncan. And I think that just depends on what period or area you appreciate the most. I think right. So yeah. Um, I think, like, for Shaq, dude, Shaq is such a force. Shaq is the most dominant basketball player ever. There's no question. I don't think anyone that you ever talk to can argue that. You just right. can't. Shaq's the most dominant basketball player of all time, ever. Um, I, I think he's 100% top 10. I think, for me, he's probably, like, top 7. I think he's probably, like, 6, 7, 8 in that realm in there. I think Duncan's phenomenal too. Duncan had a a, bit, a larger skill set than he did. Um, Duncan's really good. People underappreciate Duncan. Magic oh, Johnson is another one that's you know oh, damn yeah, good. Magic's up I, there. Too. I, I I just don't have Kobe in there. I'm sorry. Like I just don't think he's in there. Like I, like I think he's on ten or on the outside. 
No, I, I, it's weird. Is like I've I've seen more and more lately where people are dropping Kobe at like because for a long time people are like, oh, Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, and then like, well, no, don't don't say a long time because before he passed away, our, I, I'm not discrediting Kobe at, at all, and I don't right. don't want people to perceive that. But once he died, there became this appreciation for him on a larger scale. Right. Not then, not to say that it should have been. It's just people were in that moment where they say he's the greatest of all time. And I get it. Like it was a very emotional time. People grew up watching Kobe. Yeah. You, you catapulted him. His cards pricing all went crazy. You know, like that helped put him into this stratosphere. And then now that that's going away and these people don't really look at it anymore. Now Kobe's dropping out, but Kobe wasn't in the top three before he passed away. Right. 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 No, and that, it's crazy because Laker fans will say he's the greatest of all time, no matter what, which is yeah. nuts because they have Kareem and Magic and a lot of, uh, you know. That's, yeah. that's a great thing about sports is that you can believe whatever you want to believe and be a fan of whatever you want to be a fan of. Right, right. Yeah. But numbers don't lie, and that's why LeBron's greatest. Did you time. watch the Shaq documentary on HBO? I haven't. Mm-mm. Dude, you, you need to watch it good it's it's super good like Shaq's kind of like narrating talking through like the different points in his life so basically it goes from like when he started basketball to where he's at now but like I don't I don't want to ruin it for you but basically that last championship he won with the Lakers dude he was 400 plus pounds and wow not, not giving a shit about like practicing or doing anything just i'll show up and play and that's it no one's stopping me regardless wow but like but like when you watch that then you realize why kobe had so much beef with him like i don't know how it got such to a a public form of them talking shit to each other but it is what it is yeah yeah my my laptop's dying as i'm talking to you bro no no no, no. i think think we're at a good point man we're on for an hour you know i always appreciate you um and i'm sure i'll talk to you tomorrow cool <laughs> i appreciate you having me on bro sorry that i had to get cut right now because nah, my laptop no good. is nah, it's all good i'm about to fall asleep yeah i know it's like 2 a.m over there see ya bro later later thanks for listening to the break of wax podcast please if you enjoyed it share it um send the link out put it on your story I welcome all feedback and comments. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking about, what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace.